Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Ever been stuck on one? No, I've never been stuck on a roller coaster before. Ever been stuck anywhere except for your career? <laughs> <laughs> except in this giant rut. Oh, oh, man. Wow, that got really real. No, I never have been stuck at anything before. Thankfully. It'd I be was, horrifying. I was stuck in an elevator for, I don't know, half an hour one night. Ugh, I would hate that. Fire department had to come. Ooh, was there someone else in there? Yeah, I was with some friends. Ugh. We caused it. Because Horsing around. I knew it. Started jumping. Because have you ever jumped in an elevator while it's moving? No, I don't have a death wish. Well, it's not a death wish. The brakes came on. And we got stuck between two floors. Yorkton, Saskatchewan. The fire department had to come. Oh, the one elevator in Yorkton, Saskatchewan? Yeah, the one high rise. <laughs> on it, I still think it might be the only high rise there. Probably. And it was the middle of the night, and I wasn't supposed to have guests in the radio station. I got, I, well, I thought I was going to get fired. Nobody said a word to me about it either. Ooh, that's pretty juicy. Yeah. That's pretty good. Being stuck in an elevator with a complete stranger for longer than 30 minutes, once it gets to, like, pee-pee time. Oh, what do you do? That's my nightmare. Like, that would, that keeps me up at night. Yeah, but you're like a camel, Bryce. I'd be all right, but I couldn't handle being in an elevator where the guy beside me is like, hey, man, I got to pee. I shouldn't have had all those chimichangas. Do you know how it is? Like, you hold it, you're racing to get home. Oh, you're like, yeah. oh, you're in the elevator up to your apartment. And, and you're like, this is going to be close. This is going to be close. It's already a photo finish and you get stuck. Oh. And I'm stuck in there with you. Forget about it. Now imagine if you're stuck upside down on a roller coaster and you got to make the pee pee. What do you. Oh. Never even thought about that angle oh, till right now. Neither did I. Because that was the story from yesterday. In Wisconsin, there was a roller coaster that got stuck in the upside down part of the loop. And yeah. they were stuck there for three hours, the people on the roller coaster. Like you would just be upside, your hands would be hanging over your, like, do you pass out? Like, what I, happens if all the blood goes to your head? I would think so. Or at the very least, <laughs> when they get you back up the right way, oh. you probably just collapse. It's fallen to a heap. And it's probably one of those things where, you know, they finally get the roller coaster, they get you down to the bottom again, but then you have to be carried off the roller coaster like a baby man. <sighs> Can't walk that one off. No. You know that there had to be somebody that was like, ooh, I need to go to the bathroom. You know what? I'll go after we go. Yeah. yeah after we'll this just, ride. We'll squeeze in this one <laughs> last trip on the fireball. And then I'll go to the bathroom. Oh, stuck upside down for three hours. By t the two-hour mark, you're like, well, can't hold this anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, why are we talking? <laughs> it's like I would be, hon, you're going to want to close your mouth for a second and put your sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Think happy thoughts. Oh. That is bleak. Yeah. Seeing the firefighters have to go up there and rescue those people, three hours stuck upside down. How do they train oh. for that? Like firefighters, the, the high angle rescue people, like that's their specialty. But how do you train for getting people off of a roller coaster that's stuck? 
And nobody remembers it when you do it successfully. It just takes that one time. Yeah, for... you lose one park patron. <laughs> you have Butterfingers one time. <laughs> yeah, and suddenly you're the villain. <laughs> suddenly you're the bad guy. Ugh. Oh, my God. Almost makes me never want to go on a ride again. I'm always, so when I go like to an amusement park, if it was just me by myself, I wouldn't go near a roller coaster. But you're always with other people and they're like, come on, let's do it. And I succumb to the peer pressure every single time. I hate it. I hate the moment where you're standing in line, you get on and there's that anticipation. But as soon as I come off of it, I'm like, let's do it again. I don't know what that is. I'm terrified of it, but once I get a single taste of it, I can't stop. My best girl is a roller coaster fanatic. Yeah. And that if it's a, a situation where you can just pay for one ride, mm-hmm. we'll do it. Yeah. I had to do it. Like, have you ever been on a wooden roller coaster yes. before? Oh my God, those things are horrifying. Because they're so loud, but that's the oh, that's the draw. Yeah, they creak and they groan. And, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we did one outside of Houston one time and I was just like, oh. It felt like the thing was going to collapse while I was on it. I was terrified. It makes the clickety clackety clickety, and it's there's one in um, Idaho, Silverwood, the theme park. There's Ooh. a wood. I've been there a few times. Idaho's too. It's a little too. Gets too cold in the winter that I wouldn't trust wood after a while. To- <laughs> well, it's made of the same stuff they make railroad bridges out of. Ooh, trestle. God, it makes me nervous. Yeah. I mean, I'm brave, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're totally it. brave. Yeah. I'm so tough. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. If there's not a roller coaster nearby, you know what the next biggest thrill is? What? Going to Lube City for your oil change. It's the same adrenaline rush. Your heart races all the same. You're driving in over that pit. Like, what if all of a sudden you just angle the wheels a little too bit? Boop, you're in the basement of a lube city. And uh, at the end, they offer you a photograph. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Do you have to $50. pay extra for it? <laughs> uh, I'll bet you Lube City appreciates the fact we're comparing them to a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Only in good ways. Oh, yeah. All the best possible Not ways. in the horrifying stuck upside down way. No, no. You're not going to get stuck upside down in a lube city. I can guarantee that. Yeah. You won't have to pee your way out of a situation there. No, no. And they've got 27 Alberta locations. You can find the one nearest you at lubecity.ca. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This guy, he tells a story. He paints a picture. He sure does. A really painful hard to listen to picture a picture that makes me I'm crossing my legs right now my palms are sweaty the Garner Andrews show with Bryce Kelly podcast it's on the internet where your uncle Ron gets way too political we were telling some crazy tales yesterday and by we not you and I I don't have an amazing survival story I don't think you do either no got this ray of sunshine on the phone though I'm a little nervous about this one hello Hey, Garner. How's it going? Good. How about you? Good. I'm the guy that just texted with, uh, I fell off the scaffold and got caught up <laughs> on a hook. Yeah, you uh, got, you fell off a scaffold and the only thing that saved you was you got snagged on a hook right by your boop. Well, okay. Let's see if I can tell this as friendly, as radio friendly as I can. Okay. Uh, it wasn't in like a huge sky. It was only about six feet up and I, it was wet and I was rushing and I slipped and I fell and, uh, I got caught on the hook about falling about six feet 
uh, on by my and I uh, kind of bounced you know what I mean like kind of like hooked and then like like fell off off the hook and I landed on my feet so I pulled my shorts down and I pulled my thing out of the way and I looked to see one of my two guys radio edit uh, looked like a skinned animal oh. uh, the guys on the site said they let out I let out a scream that they that they dreamed about had nightmares about rather for years and years and years uh, they called the paramedics obviously right away uh, and this is in an area where there was most of the houses were already done so lots of looky-loos came out because they heard my scream then the paramedics came but they didn't come by themselves they came with the supervisor truck so two paramedics or two emergency vehicles come so more looky-loos come out i'm 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 in the back uh like back of the house down in the on the ground right I'm holding my, my junk out of the way so it doesn't flop into my skin part of my area, right? And all of a sudden, three of the hottest paramedics I've ever seen in my life walk around the corner. Oh, doesn't it always like, okay. go that way? And Right? And they're like, so can you move? And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, okay, well, do you have a ladder? Like, we need to get you out of this hole. I'm like, well, we don't even have a ladder. So like, okay, we got to call the fire department. They so call the fire department. This time, there's probably about 30, 40 looky-loo neighbors out. Like, it's a huge circus. They come down in, into the hole. You can see as, as they come around and, and look at me, their face is just drain of blood. Like, they just go white as a ghost. They come down to the hole. They basically strip me naked, put all hands on me and start moving me up. So they get me out of the hole, put me on a bed, and they can't wheel me out. So they have to carry me casket style out to the ambulance. So I get in the ambulance and they're giving me morphine. The morphine doesn't work. So they start shooting me up with fentanyl the first and only time I've ever tried fentanyl and wow does that ever work amazing ah, so long story short here are you okay yeah so I got 17 stitches uh, the surgery took like the last thing I remember is I passed out in the bed and it was like an episode of house where I had like 13 doctors surrounding me it was I had the head of the urology department from the U of A and his whole team come down and meet me amazing people and uh yeah, it's all superficial damage. Everything works fine. I'm all good today. Just have one hell of an amazing story and a very long recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Man, good night. Bad day to ride a unicycle to work. Ooh, Ooh doggies. <sighs> oh. Man, that was a journey. That sure was. I don't know what my favorite part of that story was. <laughs> I don't know if it was the I hottest like- paramedics you'd ever seen. <laughs> That's the one and only time I've ever tried fentanyl, and let me tell you, that really works. Yeah, out of context, that is a hell of a clip. Yeah, I guess the upside to this whole thing, like if you stop and think about it for a second, he's probably not afraid to get changed at the gym anymore. You know, like in the locker room, Mm. just to... Silver lining to everything. If there's an upside. Good night. Well, that's nightmare fuel. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. When you go out to eat, and it's just you and your best girl mm-hmm. on a hot date, do you sit side by side? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that story this morning? No, I didn't see that one. Uh, there was a, I, I was just reading this story, and it was like servers talking. Like Some people think it's very, very sweet, sweet when you see a couple in a restaurant, and they're sitting side by side, as opposed to across the table from each other. And... Um, I think some of these servers were saying, no, it's kind of a controlling thing. 
Do you see it as controlling? Like I never thought the- of it as controlling. I just always thought of it maybe as clingy or you yeah. don't think it, you, you don't need to be side shoulder to shoulder all the time. You drove shoulder to shoulder to get to the restaurant. You can sit across me, gaze into each other's eyes. Yeah. That's what I always say. No, it just seems weird and even when, if you're waiting for another couple and you get there first and you're sitting on the same side of the booth, you're just like, oof. That's a weird situation because we never do. Like, we never sit side by side in a restaurant. But like you said, when you're waiting for somebody else to show up, it's that's the way you sit for some reason. Yeah, and even then I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Ooh. I'm swimming upstream on this one. No, I never thought controlling. I just thought clingy. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Uh, somebody did text and say sitting same side is fine depending on the table type. A booth with wall on one side and chairs the other side, you both sit in the booth. Oh, yeah. If you're at one of those booths where there's a chair or two and then the booth. No, you both sit in the booth. That's weird if one of you sits in the booth and the other's in the one, the lone chair on the other side. No, that's weird. Oh, no, I treat them the exact same. Oh, fact, really? You'd still sit in the weird no man's land chair? Yeah, I hate it. I hate those those ones. But you know what I do? I sit at the chair and give her the booth. And then I just assume everyone else in the restaurant is like, oh, my God, chivalry is not dead. He's so chivalrous. All the women are hitting their husbands being like, why can't you be like him? Yeah. That's how I, I imagine that goes. I want him. <laughs> This person also says it could also be for the angle of the TV. That helps. Yeah. That is key. Yeah, if you're watching an important sporting match and you both must see the TV, it's okay. Sit on the same side of the table. Do you guys still hold hands, Bryce, when you go for a walk? Sometimes. Really? Sometimes. I find that shocking, actually. Not as much as we used to, though. Mm -hmm. Don't laugh as much as we used to. (laughs) Don't talk as much as we used to. Uh, how about you? Are you uh, same side of the table as your lover person? Get in touch. One zero zero two nine. I always find it too remarkable. There's a couple in my neighborhood who, I don't know, they're probably, I think they're retired. Like they're always in their yard. So they're probably, I'm guessing late 60s. Anytime they leave their yard to go for a walk, they hold hands. Isn't that nice? They walk to the mailbox together. Holding hands? Yeah. God, that's love. Or is it a short leash? Ooh, I don't know. What is that? Someone just texted and said, my man and I sit same side. We are gross and in love and like to touch each other. We are that disgusting couple. Oh, gross. Gross. You talk to each other in restaurants? Barf. Lame. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, somebody did say, though... <laughs> We sit on the same side when we do the crossword puzzle. Oh, my. Are you, you're taking the crossword puzzle out into public like you're doing that in a restaurant? Or are you talking about when you're doing that at home? Marissa says, my partner and I prefer opposite even when we're with friends, but he is 6'5 and 380 pounds, built like an NFL linebacker. I'm 5'7 and 140 pounds. Comparatively, it gets squishy. Uh, this is from... Oh, this is from Wade. Wade says, Try lifting the center console in your F-150 and invite your lady to scooch over beside you while you're cruising. Yeah, that sounds really comfortable, Wade. I'll just pop open the lid on that console. She can sit on it like it's a weird toilet and stick her head out the sunroof. <laughs> it sounds really comfortable. 
They don't make a bench seat vehicle anymore, do they? When was the last time you saw a newer bench seat vehicle? How do young lovers ride around small town style anymore? Because you do still, you see that in small towns. Like I was just in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan a few weeks ago. Everyone there has a bench seat vehicle of some kind and rides right next to their man. Like they scooch right over. I can't remember the last time I saw that here in the metropolitan area. Or are you doing that? You got a sweet bench seat vehicle? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Apparently you and I are the ones doing it wrong. No, I sit across so I can gaze into her eyes. Yeah. Into her soul. How am I supposed to get lost in your eyes if I'm sitting beside you? Doesn't work that way. This is from Kara. We always sit on the same side. We like to hold hands and people watch. We've been together for nine years. Barf, Kara. (laughs) That's lovely, but I just don't need to hold hands that often. No. You know, I'm good once in a while, once in a bloom. Like on a walk, that's fine. But when we're at Earl's, I'm good. Yeah, I can hold your hand when we get home or back in the car. trying to think of the last time I held my wife's hand. I need both my hands for this juicy hamburger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This one. Oh, I also mentioned a few minutes ago. When you go to a small town, everybody does that move where the... uh, they sit side by side on the bench seat of the LTD or the F-150. Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever done that before? Have you ever had a vehicle with a bench seat? Never. No, it's been a long time since I did. And even back then, I don't know that my best girl would have sat right next to me. Although it also had a stick shift, so that could have been a problem. That would not have worked. I like the idea on paper. Slide on over. Mm-hmm. Bring her in real tight for smooches. Yeah, I mean, you got the guns right behind your head in the rack or the fishing rods, and you got your best girl right beside you. But somebody pointed out, you can totally still get a bench seat. It's just in the, like in the, more of the base model trucks, especially. They might have a bench seat. I'm thinking about getting a bench seat. I think I'd like it now. Maybe it's a game changer. Yeah, somebody said, what about just flip your console up and let her sit there? Huh? What? There's a console that flips right out of the way? Not in my car. No, Not I don't have that car. in mine either. Or maybe I do and I just haven't discovered it yet. Ooh, that's the smooching console. Sounds messy, though. The console in my vehicle is so full. It's just full of random junk that I have nowhere to put. So it just goes into this boop. It goes into this big box between the two seats. I don't know what's in there. I've you- been... I used to think I was a romantic guy, but now I think of removing the console or having the bench seat for smooching. I like to uh, rest my arm, my right arm on my console whilst I'm driving. Yes. I couldn't lose that. Where am I supposed to put my arm? Like, sorry, sweetness, but my arm needs to rest. Yeah, what, I'm going to bring Shove a, over. a pillow with me to rest my arm on? No. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, somebody said, if my best guy, together 25 years, and I are holding hands in public, it's usually when one or the other is being goofy, and the person that initiated the handhold will usually incorporate swinging of the arms or skipping. Yes. The only time I hold my wife's hand in public now is if she falls off her bike and I'm helping her get back up off the ground. 
This is from Brianne. My parents have been married for almost 40 years and they still to this day sit side by side on the couch to watch TV. It's cute, but not for me and my husband. We needs our space. <laughs> you know, I'm at the point now in my life where I'm really starting to look hard at recliners. I'm in the recliner phase of my life. And it's unfortunate because, you know, any of those home improvement, those especially like the design shows, they always make the pukey face when they see recliners in someone's living room. Is there a piece of furniture, though, that makes more sense than a recliner? No. I mean, you can watch TV in it. You can eat in it. You can sleep in it. It's the multi-tool of chairs, and I want one. No, I want two. And I'll place them side by side in my living room so we can hold hands during the commercials. It's the Gunner Andrew Show Express Kelly Podcast. This it feels like I work with someone who does this exact same thing, and I can't remember who it is, but this person says, somebody suggested to me years ago that when you travel with your best girl, that you should always opt for the two queen bed option instead of the king. Such a great sleep. We now refer to this as the Fred and Wilma sleeping holiday. So you can probably guess that we also sit on opposite sides of the table and have a console between us in our vehicle. The the Fred and Wilma sleeping arrangement is one that I will never, ever ask for. But every now and again, you end up in a hotel room and it's got the two queen beds. I have the best sleep of my life. But again, I would just feel too sad asking for that arrangement. But if it's forced upon me, different story. Uh, thank you for that. Somebody else said, single people don't have these problems. We sit where we want and use humor to hide our pain. Some might look at this morning's theme as salt in the wound, but not me. No siree. I sit where I want, alone. And it's fantastic. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, what is your name? Um, my name is Evan, and I'm currently at the Lake Louise Fairmont Chateau, and I'm a part of 170 other individuals who are without a place to live and have lost everything because of um, the arsonist who lit a fire tour building Monday afternoon. There is something that the Sonic um, radio station may actually be able to help me retrieve that I lost in the fire, and if I can explain it, it I might be able to find someone who has a copy of something that I lost. Oh, okay. Evan, right? Yes. So, so Evan, where are you from? I'm actually from Ditsbury, Alberta, and I came out here three weeks ago for a new job, and now I've lost everything. Wow. Yeah, that was a yeah. crazy fire, and it is arson. It is. The individual who is uh, um, responsible has been arrested and charged. He's 40 years old. His name is Timothy, and he, I guess, lost his mind and lit the building on fire. Wow. So what did you lose? So me personally, I lost my passport and my driver's license. I lost all my bank cards. I lost my laptop, all the clothes I brought with me. It's about $4,000 worth of value. Some of my friends and colleagues lost ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of personal belongings. You know, most of the people that work here at the Lake Louise Ski Resort are all um, foreign immigrants from Australia and New Zealand and the UK. They're all freaking out right now because their visas are gone, their passports are gone. They can't even go home. Wow. What can we do for you, Evan? What do you need? Me personally, I lost a memorable item that I got from the um, 
final frequency tour for the ubiquitous Synergy Seekers. So they're my favorite band, and I only ever got to see them in concert once, and it was because I was listening to Sonic 102.9, and the morning of one of their concerts in Red Deer, you guys were talking about how it was their final concert, and so the moment I heard that, I got tickets to go to that concert in Red Deer for the final frequency tour, and at the concert, I got a, a bandana that they had from the merchandise, and also there was like a vinyl record or CD or something that was signed, and both items I brought with me three weeks ago when I came here. If there was any way that we could find someone that maybe has an extra copy, you know, maybe somebody bought two or three of them, hoping they can like sell them later to someone else, it would mean the world to me if I can get them replaced. Okay, well, let, let me see what we can come up with here. I don't, I, I can look around here and see if we have anything. I don't know if we do, but let me take a look. Um, how do we get in touch with you, Evan? Do you need anything else? Um, oh, yes, absolutely. That was another thing I was going to bring up. So that's me personally. I would like that item to get back. And the only way I can think of is to phone the radio station here and, and see if they can find someone on air that yeah, maybe yeah. has it. So, Evan, what... what, as, what? For, as for everything else, though, um, none of us have clothing anymore. Uh, none of us have food. None of us have any personal belongings. So we've been getting donations over the last 48 hours from BAMS. And so now I have a little bit of clothing and, and stuff, but anything that anyone can help in terms of donation-wise and bringing it out here, it would be a, it would mean the world to us. Okay, Evan, i got to park you on hold for a second here. I'll get a phone number. Uh, whew, long shot, but does anyone have a copy of that album? They don't need? I don't think I do. I have to take a look through my racks at home and find out. I'll take a look through the closet here and see. But um, what a crazy story. And like Evan said, a lot of these are young people from different parts of the world who have nothing now. I just found out this morning that it was arson. Anyway, if you can help Evan out, get in touch. I'll pass along a phone number. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.